Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. That's about how I feel right about now. I'm mad. I want revenge. The big payback. Given what the Supreme Court has done to affirmative action as we know it. But as I said earlier, we, we never let misery have the last word. So we will we will figure it out. Um, but uh, what brilliant conversations you know, we've had uh, in that uh, previous hour about affirmative action. Uh, and what we do next and where we go from here. In this hour, two conversations on the B side of this hour. Award-winning journalist, author, and speaker, Howard Professor Dr. Yannick Rice-Lamb joins us for a conversation about why black Gen Zers are driving their bosses nuts and what tactics these young folk can employ to minimize their impact on their supervisor's sanity. We'll do that on the B side of this hour with Dr. Yannick Rice-Lamb. We commence this hour, though, in conversation with Ashley Williams of Save Our Water. Here's the question. How can we shift our mindset from viewing water as an infinite resource to recognizing its finite nature uh, and what actions can we then take to inspire widespread water conversation uh, in the months and years to come? Uh, I was just reading a piece not too long ago uh, that suggests that World War III uh, may in fact be fought over water rights. Uh, There are parts around the globe where uh, access to water is becoming so critical um, that there are those who are positing now that World War III may in fact be fought over water rights. Um, That underscores how precious a resource that it is that folk may end up going to war over access to water. I digress. So for the next few minutes, we'll talk to Ashley Williams about what we can do in, in real time. Uh, to address this issue that uh, that water is not an infinite resource as we think it is. Ashley, good to have you on KBLA Talk 1580. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you on. Thank you for these uh, minutes that we have to, to talk about this. Um, l- let me just start with this, uh, and I'm not naive in asking this, but why is it? Uh, and, and maybe it's because we look around, we see bottled water everywhere, and uh, and uh, it seems so so plentiful, but we do in fact have this notion that water is an infinite resource. It is not. But what say you first of all about the frame that we have uh, about water? Yeah, well, water is an incredibly precious resource, and you know through this program, there's the state Save Our Water Pro- Water Conservation Program. It's our goal to make water conservation a way of life. And I know that we just experienced a really wet winter, and throughout this past year, really, um, we know that we're going to come up to a hotter, drier environment, and that's kind of our new water reality here in the state. So we kind of need to make water conservation a way of life so that we can have that water to do our daily activities. So as you were just saying, water uh, is a resource that we need to conserve as much as possible, especially as we're uh, facing this hotter, drier future. Yep. Um, to your point about a hotter, drier future, the evidence abounds uh, that that's exactly what we are experiencing. Um, this week, uh, weather has, has made more news than, than even Donald Trump. Uh, I even <laughs> dare say that weather has made more news than this affirmative action ruling today. Uh, we've all been talking about mm-hmm. the weather, whether it's about these extreme temperatures. I talked to some 
friends of mine in New Orleans yesterday, 118, 120. Wow. Uh, in New Orleans, right. other cities were experiencing, have been experiencing, are still experiencing record heat. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I've got to head back east in a couple of days, and all of my friends and family in the Midwest and on the East Coast are dealing with the, 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 the air quality, uh, courtesy of these wildfires in, in Canada. Uh, and so they're being mm-hmm. told, they're being told literally as we speak in Detroit, in Chicago, in Indianapolis, where my family lives, don't come outside. The air quality is mm-hmm. just that bad. So we know that we're going right. to be uh, perennially, uh, at least for the moment, uh, forced to deal with hotter, drier uh, environmental conditions. What impact does that have on our water resources? Exactly. Well, as you're just mentioning, extreme heat is among the deadliest of the climate threats that are already impacting Californians. And uh, without action, at least on the water conservation side, climate experts believe extreme weather could diminish California's water supply by up to 10% by 2040, which Mm. is not that far away when we're really Mm. thinking about it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's still quite a bit that we can do inside of our homes and outside of our homes to at least make sure that we have the water that we need now for our everyday activities for the future as well. Let's talk about that when we come forward. Ashley Williams joins us in this half hour. She's with Save Our Water, and uh, you're listening to her right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Godfather of Soul, Jennings Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Tavis Smiley. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. We are playing James Brown uh, as we have been... uh, Every day this month, uh, selecting a featured artist of the day. Why? Because June is Black Music Month. And every day this month, we've been uh, picking somebody uh, who has a a body of work that we can revel in. uh, And we play their music all three hours of this program. So today, that featured artist is James Brown, the Godfather of Soul. We continue our conversation now. We'll get to uh, Dr. Yannick Rice-Lamb in a matter of moments on the back side of this hour, talking about Gen Zers driving everybody crazy in the workplace. We'll talk about that uh, in just a few minutes from now. But we continue again our conversation with Ashley Williams of Save Our Water. You you, you made this um, comment earlier, Ashley, and I want to come back to it, that we and we all know this. Uh, we got a lot of rain lately. Uh, I'm talking now specifically about California. This station is flagship in L.A., but heard across the nation. But this is really a California conversation for the moment, I suspect. Um, but we all recall um, just uh, not too long ago when it seemed to not stop raining. It rained and it rained and it rained. For folk like me who are pluviophiles, uh, I, I love rain. I love the water. I'm a pluviophile. I love it. It, I, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, but a whole lot of us uh, in California got sick of all of that rain. I had friends and family back east calling me, asking me uh, if we were okay or, or if I'd washed away already because they were watching the news <laughs> of all the rain that was dropping in California. So explain to me and to the audience how we could have all of that rain. And here you come still talking to me about water conservation, Ashley Williams. Right, right. I know. It's pretty crazy. Um because this is the rain was very recent, as you're talking about. But we're kind of in this new water reality and new weather reality that swings between those extreme wet and extreme dry periods. And so just like you were mentioning earlier, uh, these temperatures are heating up across the state, even as we move into the weekend. So um, although we did have a lot of rain and wet weather, the heat is coming. 
for sure. And we're going to face more dry periods. So it is pretty much essential for us to save the water that we can while we have it and um, do these kind of daily lifestyle changes like planting a water-wise garden um, so that we can save the water for the future, for those needs that we will need of that precious resource. So although we did experience a really wet winter and it was really great for the state to see all of that water, we know that that won't last forever. So we need to do what we can now to save for later. All right. So I've done enough of these conversations in my career to know that you have a list in front of you of all the things you want to share that we can do uh, to conserve our water. Yeah, this ain't ain't my first rodeo, Ashley. So uh, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Give, Give me your list. Take your time of all the things that we can do to conserve water, at least here in the state of California. Take it away. Definitely, definitely. So some of the top water wasters, um, and interestingly enough, leaks are kind of at the top of that list. So outside irrigation leaks and household leaks can waste nearly 1 trillion gallons of water annually nationwide. And an average household uh, household leak can account for nearly 10,000 gallons of water wasted every year. So with the right tools and info, many of these leaks inside and outside the house uh, can be easy to identify and fix. Um, Another big water waster are those big green grassy lawns. (laughs) So alternately, water-wise landscapes can be beautiful, colorful, and low-maintenance and hopefully save you some money there. Um, and that can be an option for saving water. So water-wise plants, shade trees, use little to no water once they're established. And Californians can check with their local water agencies to kind of find out what are the best plants for the area and some resources to help them essentially reimagine their home landscapes away from lawns. So those are the big, big water wasters, the leaks and those yards um, that could help uh, cut some of the water use that we're all seeing yep. across the state. Well, one, one of the things, and I don't mean to make you political, but you'll take my point, and uh, since you're the spokesperson for this, I'm, I'm sure you can handle it. Uh, but one of the things that, that we talk about all the time on this station, of course, is inequality. Any inequality, quality, if I can say it, inequality mm-hmm. comes in uh, a variety of forms. And in a place like Los Angeles, there is extreme wealth, as you well know, and there is extreme mm-hmm. poverty, as you well know. I was just, I was just, mm-hmm. matter of fact, let me just pivot for a second. I was just reading during the last break some news that just came in um, that is devastating to read. And um, we spent the first uh, part of our program today, first hour, uh, in tribute to Tom Bradley. Let me let me just tie all this in together, and you'll see where I'm going. So give me a second here. Uh, we spent right. the, we spent the first part of our program today talking about Tom Bradley, and we. We're offering tribute to him. I had the honor of working for Tom Bradley earlier in my career, so I got to L.A. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Bradley, 50 years ago this week, um, was inaugurated as the first African-American mayor of this city on July 1, 1973. In case you missed hour one today, Tom Bradley was um, installed as the chief executive Mm -hmm. officer of the city. He went on to serve for 20 years, five consecutive four-year terms, uh, historic uh, as leader of uh, of this city. Uh, And here we are all these years later still dealing with an issue that he was dealing with, but the issue has become much more acute. It's become worse. And so the numbers are out this morning that suggest that homelessness uh, continues to soar in this city, jumping 9% in L.A. County, 10% in the city. 
That is not good news for our current black mayor, Karen Bass. She's doing everything she can to address this homelessness issue, but the numbers are getting worse on her watch. And you can trust and believe that the honeymoon is over and they're going to come for her uh, with this data just released today. That homelessness has soared again, jumping 9% in L.A. County. 10% in the city. What's your point, Tavis? Glad you asked. There's extreme wealth in this city, but there's also extreme poverty in this city. And sometimes I wonder uh, whether or not we're being fair in our water conversation, uh, water conservation conversation, when we ask everybody to do their part. But those who are wealthiest uh, have the biggest yards. Those who are wealthiest mm-hmm. have the biggest homes. Those who are wealthiest have the biggest water bills. Poor people are just trying to get by, trying to make enough money to pay their Department of Water and Power bill. And I just wonder whether or not you think our approach to this issue, while, again, all of us are impacted by it, sometimes it, it doesn't seem fair that those who are using the most water uh, aren't getting the same lecture as all the rest of us. Does that make sense to you? Mm. I hear you on that, and they are definitely getting uh We're having conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> with them as well because you're right. It's very important to make sure that some of the largest uh, water users are getting that message and are being talked to. But as you mentioned earlier with some of these challenges that we're coming up against, extreme heat, for instance, we know that low-income communities and communities of color are hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. by some of these issues and folks in our urban core. So we're definitely making sure that we're talking to those business owners um, about water conservation, those folks that have um, those big grassy green lawns. That's kind of why um, that's such an important focus. So while we're talking to everybody about um transitioning those lawns and things of that nature, fixing leaks in their households. Um, That's something that everybody can do, but we're definitely ensuring that folks that are contributing the most Mm -hmm. to this issue are also being uh, shown the right ways to go about changing that so that it benefits everybody as a whole. So I hear you. It Mm -hmm. is an issue uh, that we are addressing as part of the state campaign but we also wanted to make sure that everybody's educated on some of these things that we're trying to um, push forward with uh, water conservation. Yeah, I guess the question is, um, it, it's one thing to raise awareness about this, and I'm glad you're on. I'm glad that Save Our Water is doing what they're doing, and I'll ask you in a moment to tell me more specifically about the program itself, Save Our Water. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second here. Uh, it's one thing to raise awareness, as we should, hence my giving 30 minutes to this topic uh, as, as part of our program today. So we raise awareness, mm-hmm. but it's also important, it seems to me, to foster a collective consciousness about how we're all impacted by this. Uh, To the extent that Save Our Water can do that, not just raise awareness, but foster a collective consciousness, talk to me about the latter part uh, of our mandate. Yes, that's right. Uh, This this idea of uh, fostering a collective consciousness is so important. The governor is focused on building a more climate-ready and safe California and making sure that everybody is able to be on board so that we're not only adapting, but we're resilient against these climate-driven extremes like drought, like floods, Mm -hmm. like heat waves. So being able to do this all together is so important to make sure that we're all kind of making those small or large daily lifestyle changes to contribute because, you know, everybody, you know, strength in numbers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So 
as long as we're kind of doing this together and everybody's involved across the board, across our great state, um, we can do big things like shift these, uh, shift this um, water issue into more conscious water saving efforts. What does um, a, I'm just curious, what does a water wise mm-hmm. yard? I love this terminology we come up with uh, uh, all the time in our nation. <laughs> we, 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 these real cool and cute phrases. So I'm just curious, what does a water wise yard look like? A water wise yard can look like, honestly, whatever you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually, it, and that's the great thing about it, that um, residents, can create beautiful landscapes that kind of fit their personality and their own style. You don't just have to have a thirsty green lawn. The nice thing about these water-wise landscapes is that they can look like planting trees or shrubs or even replacing patches of your yard um, with uh, these California native plants that thrive in environments um, that we're at in locally. So they can be rocks, mulch, cacti, but they can also be beautiful shrubs and other types of plants that um, really match your style, your energy, and the effort that you're able to to put together so they can be beautiful and um, drought-resistant varieties. I know with all these rains, I've been seeing some amazing, like, California poppies pop up, some beautiful things. So it can look whatever, uh, however you want it to. And there's a water-wise yard to fit any style or budget. Mm-hmm. Tell me uh, then finally here, uh, I'm just watching uh, my clock, just a couple minutes left here. Tell me about uh, okay. uh, about Save Our Water, the program, uh, what the ultimate goals are and how you determine whether or not you've been successful in the goals of the program. Yeah, well, the ultimate goal is to make sure that we're encouraging people to conserve by planting water-wise yards as well as conserving and uh helping their, the water situation inside the home and outside the home. We're making sure that our goal is to just save as much water as possible across the state in many different areas. For instance, we're partnering with excellent organizations that are helping to educate residents. Um, we recently partnered with two African-American master gardeners in L.A., actually, Dr. Sharon Ross of the Compton Community Garden and Linda Harrington, a horticultural expert and master gardener in Carson. And together, they're out teaching people how to um, make these small, low-cost changes in their yard to conserve water long-term. And there's so many other great local resources and rebates that folks can take advantage of uh, by contacting their local water agency. So ultimately, we're making sure that uh, we're offering tips, guides, and resources, especially at SaveOurWater.com, to show folks how they can do their part to save water. And then ultimately, we're just trying to make sure that water conservation is a way of life across the state and that we can save water for generations to come. So that's the goal. That's the goal. The program is called Save Our Water. Uh, You've been hearing their promos on this station and for that matter, all across the city. Uh, You've been hearing uh, their messages uh, that water is not, for those of us in California, uh, never mind those rains, it is not an infinite resource. It is uh, finite in nature. Uh, And there are things that we all have to consider doing like right about now. 
to conserve what we do have uh, for our future survival. Um, I sometimes think about, you know, what happens years down the road when we find ourselves in situations where we're confronted with uh, dire realities that we didn't take seriously years ago when we were talking about it on KBLA Talk 1580 and nobody took it seriously. Uh, so I, I think about those things from time to time, and uh, that's why these conversations are so relevant and so necessary. And I want to thank Ashley Williams of Save Our Water for coming on to talk to us about this matter. Ashley, all the best to you. Thank you for your time. Have a great summer. Thank you so much. You too. Stay cool. Uh, you do the same. Good to have had you on our program. When we come forward after news, traffic, and sports,